Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, 
which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. 
global lava markets do continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Welcome to the happy hour, the happiest of happy hours of one hour comedy. It's actually two hours. We're going to 
have an open mic from six to seven where people can be dirty and disgusting and horrible and say whatever they want. And then from seven to eight, we have an outdoor comedy show and it's clean. And that, that's exciting. But don't gather. Yay. And I'm going to remember tonight to ask people to give me money. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, you can donate for the open mic. And when you do, tonight it's very special because the cookies are just on stage. So after you put your money in the jar, that filthy, filthy COVID money with all those disgusting things on it, uh, pick up a cookie. <laughs> They're COVID cookies too. Who knows what's in them? Uh, no witchcraft this week, I promise. <laughs> They're just just weed, not uh, nothing else. Okay, yay. Okay, so here we are. And we have tons of time because right now there's only... One, two, three, four comedians, five including me. So you guys can go for kind of long or whatever. However, we'll see. How about in, I'll, I'll honk you when I'm no longer entertained or when you ask for a minute. <laughs> How much time do I have left? <laughs> Are there two more comics that just showed up? Oh, whatever. Well, they ain't here now, so fuck them. <laughs> I was going to... Uh, first up the mic, I believe he's the only person who actually signed up. Do you want to go first or do you not want to go first? Oh, then we should do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but we can only have 11 people inside, so it's okay if people have to stand outside to watch you do comedy if there's other real people that want to see you do that. That's exciting. Okay, well, then we'll wait. That's fine. Rachel? Do you want to? Pancake? Sam can't. He's eating. Okay, everybody put your hands together. It's Rachel Pinson! What's up, guys? Hey. hey, don't ask the audience how they're doing. I heard that's not good to do. And I also don't care, so there's that. I, uh, I wanted to tell a story. I want to tell a story the first time that I came to San Francisco. Are you okay? He just hit his head. Do we need an ambulance? Oh, good. There's an ambulance coming already. <clears throat> so I was traveling around the hitchhiking and shit, the blind shih tzu, my beautiful piece of shih tzu, going around different places. Baby Lou. Uh, he ended up getting attacked by this dog. At the same time, my ex at the time found out his dad was dying. So we left from Montana. We went straight to California. And I had to, like get rid of this dog because <laughs> he was dying and I was like taking him to all these vets and they're like we won't help you because we don't have any money long story short uh I ended up giving him up for adoption um but then that that landed me in uh San Francisco and I was at the civic center and there was like a fish show going on and I'm like super bummed because like I love my dog you know like I was a seeing eye human and uh just sitting on the lawn making jewelry because I'm a fucking hippie or whatever and this guy comes by and he's like doses doses and I was like well I'll take a free sample and he's like I'm only gonna do this because I know that I have the best doses and if I give you acid you're gonna tell all your friends to buy acid for me so I took it and I'm like none of my friends have money that's hilarious um <coughs> but it worked uh it was 
really good drugs <laughs> and I'm tripping balls and like I was just in Montana at this hippie event and like all these hippies that I saw there like a lot of them were in San Francisco because it was like Jerry Garcia's death and birthday weekend and it was like fish was in town so I'm like sitting outside this fish show tripping balls and this guy that I was like traveling with at the time he was like, hey, come with me. And I'm like, where are we going? And like, we start running. I'm like, why are we running? And then we go into this building, this r really circular building. And I walk in and everyone's dressed so nice. And we're like going through this hallway. And he's like, shh. I'm like, why do we have to be quiet? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So he opens these doors. And underneath us, there was a symphony. And as soon as we sat down, they sat down, they started playing. And they started doing, and it was like uh, the San Francisco Symphony does the Grateful Dead. So it was like all these Grateful Dead songs, and I'm tripping balls, and everything's beautiful. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And wait, is there a punchline to that? So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I started off, uh, I, I experienced classism because when I was like a, when I was just like a dirty homeless kid with like a backpack and a dog, these kids on Hate Street would come up to me and they'd be like, hey kid, you wanna do some acid with me? Like, sure, man. <laughs> but now I live here and I have like a shower and I don't have to walk around with my backpack or my dog and the same kids come up to me and they're like, hey, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy some acid from me? And that's, that's classism. <laughs> One time I was sleeping in the park and someone just steals my backpack and I'm like, what the fuck? There's nothing in there but a bunch of dirty clothes. Like what were they gonna do, sell my crusty underwear? Because I was gonna sell my crusty underwear <laughs> and they took my hustle and that's not nice. I was in Atlanta once uh, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, oh, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. I just got arrested. I just got out of jail. I'm like, what happened? He's like, all I was doing was making love to my girlfriend in our own home. We just happened to be homeless. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dow Jones, he was cool. <laughs> So one time, <laughs> just like go to story time. So I had this blind shih tzu, like I, I mentioned, and I uh, I went to Arkansas. Have you guys ever been to Arkansas? No. Arkansas is great for certain reasons, not political reasons or the people there. But what's cool about Arkansas is that there's so many quartz crystals everywhere. There's like if you go to Mount Ida, they're all over the ground, like all these beautiful quartz. They call them uh, Arkansas diamonds because they're just so like perfect, they're like perfect courts. So I go there, like I'm just caravanning with a bunch of hippies. I end up in Mount Ida. We're finding all these rocks on the ground and like putting them together. We have like a backpack full of shiny rocks. And, uh, and then a tornado comes through and then we get like, like rained in and we're like stuck into this, in the <laughs> we're like stuck in, um, in, like in where our camping place was because it was all flooded. We're like shit, like we're like missing the first day of the festival which I didn't have a ticket for anyway, so I'm like, okay, whatever. But then the <laughs> when the flooding stopped, we were able to leave. And all of us went to this festival, and my friends were, like, jumping over the fence and getting chased by security. 
and I just have this blind shih tzu, and there's like mud up to my knees, right? And I'm like trudging through, and I just like see a group of people. I just start walking with them like I'm supposed to be there. Nobody checked my ticket. It was fine. It was great. I just walked in there, and then all of these people would like, all of these people, we would get anything we needed by trading these rocks from people who were not from Arkansas, right? Like all these like tourists, they're like giving us all kinds of shit. Like here's some pot for the shiny rock, you know, like here's like a little trinket for this. And it was so cool. It was so cool. And all the locals were like, these shiny rocks? I'm tired of stepping on the damn things. Like, what are you, like, no, I don't want any of these courts. So I'm sitting there and I'm at the campsite, the campground, right? Because I, I was with this blind shih tzu, and we were like, I realized that, like, the best, most comfortable place to be was on the bus that kept going from the campground to the festival to the campground to the festival. And I just stayed on there. I was, like, so warm with this dog. And my dog was getting warm, too. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. And then finally, he's like, this is the end of the ride. You have to get off this bus. So I'm like, okay, shit. So I, I didn't have my shoes or any of my gear because my <laughs> road dog at the time, the guy I was traveling with, was like, I don't even know where he was, you know, I'm just like, so I like find his car magically, and I'm like, I guess I'll just sit here until he gets here, and I'm like so cold, you know, and these people gave me a chair, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I was like sitting there, like holding the shih tzu for warmth, like, it's gonna be fine, he's gonna get back here, and then he comes back, and he's like tripping balls, I'm tripping balls, I was like, ah, oh, spirit, his name was spirit, I was like, ah, oh, spirit, finally, oh, this is so cool, you're here, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting there and it's like this beautiful mountainscape and like this the the sun was rising and we're just and he's just like this this right here no this is perfect this is perfect for DMT oh my god we need a deemster ferry where's the deemster ferry and then this guy comes out of nowhere I was like did somebody say DMT He's like, yes, I did. Are you the Deemster fairy? Oh, my God. And he's like, well, no, I don't have, like, DMT, but I got this ayahuasca. Like, I went through all this thing. He, like, told us the extraction, and he showed us this bottle of, like, really muddy water. <laughs> and he's like, 50 bucks, man. It's two weak doses or one strong dose. And Spirit's like, man, I don't, I don't have any money. But I got shiny rocks. <laughs> and he, like, pulls out this palette of quartz crystals. And the guy's like, what? This is so cool. Like, he was from Florida or some shit. He's like, oh, my God, this is, whoa, these great, this great shiny rocks. So he, like, gives Spirit the ayahuasca. And then he's, like, sipping it. And he kept calling it show juice. And he was offering it to people. Like, does anyone want to try this show juice? Is it? I was like, dude, it's not even going to work if I take a sip of it. Like, you should just drink this show juice. Like, meanwhile, I'm ground scoring all these beers people left behind. I'm, like, drinking all morning. <laughs> like, I'm, like, finally warm. I got this. And, like, he's going, he's, like, tripping balls at this point. The 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 rangers come and like he finds this like this awning this like <laughs> awning and he's like playing with it and he's like what squilly do and he's squilly don't and then he's squilly over here squilly squilly and then like <laughs> and the security guards try to take it from him he's like they're trying to take my squilly they're trying to take so I'm like okay well you got that handled I'm gonna go take a shower because all the showers were unoccupied oh my god I need one so bad I was on the I was covered in mud so I take a shower I'm like <laughs> so drunk I I come out and this girl's like ma'am. Ma'am, we're going to have to ask you to leave because it's cleanup. It, the festival's over. If you're not gone by 730, we're going to have to call the cops. And, like, I look up and I see my friend, like, going back and forth. He's, like, in the spirit room. And she's like, and your friend over there is way too drunk to drive. And I'm like, don't worry. I'll drive. And I'm like, super. I'm like, don't worry. We'll get out of here. It's like, okay, good. And we're like, we're out of here. So I like, go up to spirit. And I'm like, hey, man, it's time to go. 
And we're like, before I said it, actually, he was like, it's time to go. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're not driving. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So we get this like Honda Civic. And we're like going down the road and like uh, trying to find the, the seek refuge in the Walmart parking lot at the end of the hill, you know? And he looks over and he's like, man, I've never driven on ayahuasca before. And that's the story. Rachel Benson. She also identifies uh, as a witch. Our pronouns are we and us. <laughs> That's how we're working that out. Uh, that was 10 minutes. That was perfect. You did a solid 10. Just so you know, I timed you. Yeah, that was great. It was so fun. I got to hear that story the other night, and it was, it was, it was, it was great. David, I'm so glad that you did it on stage. It's super funny, and I can't wait to hear it again. Yay, the spirit world. Are your people here, Thomas, or do you want to wait? They're here? Okay. Hey, your next comedian. He's the bringer. He brought the not audience. Uh, just so everybody knows, there's no more than 11 people in the room at any time. Everybody's socially distanced. There's gloves on the stage. If you, um, um, Rachel, did you grab a cookie? Uh, grab a cookie. You got to grab a cookie. They're up there. Rachel, Rachel, you just grab a cookie. She just... Always free on Tuesdays from 4 to 6. It's a great show. It's about the Rainbow Gathering, and she has camped in, in all kinds of places, and you heard a great story about that. She's a traveler, man. Uh, your next comedian uh, has a mustache that looks like he wants to travel all over the United States on its own motorbike. I feel like it's just going to I feel like it's gonna get a motorcycle and go on without you. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Thomas. I get a little horn. Oh, happy Friday night, everyone. If it weren't for this, I'd be so bored. In fact, probably the rest of the week, when you don't see me here, you just see me, you just hear about me existing, you know, when you ask me how I was. I was probably bored. I was probably bored, and I'm just telling you it's fine because uh, I can't just get into that right now. Um, but I've been so bored. Uh, as it's catching up to me, like, honestly, you know, I felt like I would have enough to do, even though it's only two years into quarantine. Like, I thought that I would have not run out of hobbies by now. You know, I started knitting for a while. That was nice. But I just can't bring myself to knit and crochet another queen-size quilt. My fingers have been worked to the bone. The bone, I say. So I need something to watch. And, uh, you know, usually people would just, you know, they'd send me TikTok videos, but I know that that is brain poison, so I'm not going to watch that stuff. And uh, I've been kind of digging deep to find, like, what is really the most comforting thing that I would love to watch right now? And it's definitely old seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, 100%. Absolutely weird. Um, but it's also, at the same time, the greatest love experiment ever put on film. One top prize and 30 hopeless idiots and six weeks to find your soulmate. Uh, it's amazing there aren't more lawsuits about around that show. Um, I truly feel like, you know, before before COVID, like, I'd watch it for, like, right, the drunk fights and, you know, the the trips and the heartbreak and just the useless mumbo jumbo that comes out of these people's mouths like i like really feel like i'm starting to reach a point where i'm thinking about falling for you 
the fuck does that mean? Do you love me or not? I just want the, somebody to look them right in the eye and just challenge their beliefs. But um, no, uh, it's gotten to a point where now with the COVID, like I'm looking at it and it's like a thing that could only exist pre-COVID. It's like if you told your friends tomorrow that you kissed 10 girls in one night, pre-COVID, they'd be like, hell yeah, my boy's getting it. If you go back to your roommates and say you you kissed 10 girls yesterday, they'd be like, are you trying to fucking murder us, <laughs> you sociopath? Have some respect for yourself. It's gotten really out of hand. It's like, you know, so, I mean, obviously that show is not going to reach a point where it can, like, do its thing again. You can't do it the same way. So I propose an alternative. This is going to be on Netflix little edgier, little more production value. Uh, you know, you get people, it's a COVID dating show. So people are wearing masks. You can only see their eyes. You know, their teeth could be fucked up. Their nose could be fucked up. Everyone's got to be six feet apart. So if you get drunk, you can't pull weaves. You have to like throw shit at people. Like, right, it's a little bit more tactile. It's a little bit more athletic and shit, you know? And, like, they can't touch, they can't hug, they can't kiss, you know? So how are they going to show affection, you might ask? Ah, there's the rub. See, it's like, it's like regular Bachelor, but with a twist. Because before you could actually show affection, and now you have to uh, basically, you know, keep your distance. So I'm assuming, I'm, I'm envisioning 30 contestants, one top prize, one iPhone with an app that controls 30 vibrators inserted into said contestants. And just let it roll, baby. Just give that, give one man or woman, oh yeah, it's going the other way too. But if you give that person that much power, that's the only maybe like philosophical dilemma, but it would lead to some really, really great, some really, really great moments, you know what I mean? Guy gets on the treadmill, maybe forgets to like close out of that screen. And he's just like, for like an hour straight, just like making everyone buzz. We're just like fucking walking around like. Or like maybe a more serious date, you know, where it's like, it's like the two of them. And it's like, Jackie, I really just appreciate you opening up tonight about your mom's pill addiction and your dad's conviction and subsequent suicide. I think it takes a lot of courage. And uh, even more courage to face, you know, having no father for your son and a special needs little sister. I just want you to know that I love you and I'm here to support you. <laughs> Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Oh, man. How much time do I have? Do I have another minute? All right, cool. I could. This is all I have, so here we go. Uh, there's a guy at my work who calls me T-Graz, and I'm like, cut that shit out. It's one thing if, like, the very cool guy at work were to call you T-Graz, you'd be like, hell yeah, Mitch, something cool. But this is, like, the nerdiest man at my work. 
and he tries to put this coolness on me. And it's like, I don't want anything to do with what you think is cool, Colby. Don't put a J-Lo name. I mean, you got to earn that. Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, All-Star Skateboarder, Paul Rodriguez, P-Rod, right? Academy Award-winning actress, Jennifer Lawrence, J-Law. Supermodel, Gigi Hadid, Jihad. Maybe she could go by Jiha. I don't know if she actually, because I don't know if she goes by Jihad. That's probably not right. If she goes by Jihad, it sounds like a gangster cowboy. And I don't know if that would be really the best thing for her either. Um, that's it. You guys have fun? That's it! Thomas, you did a solid seven minutes. Good for you. Yay, take a cookie. Take a cookie. There's 20 milligrams in the cookies. Oh, you did it. You haven't taken a bite yet. It's okay. You'll be fine. And it's, it's just, it, you'll be fine. Uh, yay, you're all here at the happy hour. Um, everybody should take a seat. There's uh, How many people are in here now? Because I have to count. Oh, Sam's bag is in a bag. It's not a person. You can take his bag and put it on the ground. And that chair over there counts as a, the bag is not a, the bag is not a princess. So the, um, Will Brown can sit over there in that, in that chair. And then there's enough chairs for everybody six feet apart. Yay. Um, Sam, do you want a mad dog with pancake and see who goes next? Do you want a mad dog with pancake and see who goes next? You don't care? You, do you want to go next or do you want to go not next? What do you want? It's you, Pancake, me, Will Brown, and Luke Moore. Well, then Luke, Luke Moore's, or, are you ready? Okay, everybody, it's Sam Carroll, yay! Hello. Hello. You guys got essential jobs? You got essential jobs? You collecting unemployment? You're smart, smart, very, very smart. You got a side hustle? Y yes. Uh, comedy's easy to infiltrate. I work for the FBI, Shari. You're fucked. Stop taking our taxpayer money. I'm tired of it. You will like this next joke, though. It's about history. It's uh, the history of the word lesbian. It comes from the island of Lesbos, where women who practiced oral sex on another woman were banished for their abhorrent sexual behavior by the Greek men of the day and their 10-year-old boyfriends. <laughs> you know, the, the, mayor, the mayor shut down porn. She said porn wasn't essential. Yeah. How does she sleep at night, though? How does she sleep at night? If it's anything like me, it's by rubbing one in. She sent, she sent cops over to the porn studios to try and shut it down, you know? Shut it down with cops. She doesn't know what happens when cops show up to porn sets. You guys know what happens when cops show up to porn sets? Yeah. They waste our goddamn taxpayer money. It's not cool. So, uh, my mom... No, I'm going to do that one. I don't know. I had a friend lose his job recently. It was not essential. Uh, you know, I got sad about it. Called the suicide hotline to see if they had any openings. And they did. He got a job. It was volunteer work. 
He didn't know that though. He thought he was gonna be paid in cash and not purpose, you know. And he called me up. He's like, "Hey, did you know this suicide hotline gig was pro bono?" I was like, "Yeah. What'd you expect?" He said, "Commission." It's <laughs> like, so what? You like you're pitching people's lives like it's on QVC, like it's a product they can't live without. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Can I can I have that one?" Oh, uh, yeah, but I want royalties. My mother is my mother is very f afraid. She comes and she talks to me at night. That's when she likes to talk to me. And uh she she's like I'm I'm afraid of COVID. I'm afraid I'm going to die. I'm like, "Mom, that's ridiculous. You're already dead." People are like, you shouldn't joke about that. That could that could come true. Cause my mom's not dead. It's a joke about my mom being dead. Like that could come true, right? If if God kills my mom because I made that joke at Mutiny Radio, radio on Friday afternoon when the sun's still out, that would mean one thing. And it's like God has a terrific sense of humor, <laughs> and He must love me, and He would never kill mommy. My mother is very much alive. She's alive. Uh, she is worried about this nonsense going on, though. She sat me and my sister down the other day, and she's like, before I die, I want I want grandchildren out of you, too. I was like, Mom, don't you think they'd come out a little fucked up? <laughs> and then my sister pitches in. My sister pitches in. She goes, yeah, also, you know, the climate, politically speaking, it's not the best time to let the whole world know we're fucking. The thing about buying dick pills off the internet is that they advertise discreet packaging. But when it comes to your house, it's just in a normal cardboard box, like any other kind of box. You know, no invisibility cloak or nothing. The type of box that you bring it inside and your girlfriend goes, what's in the box? It's not very, not very discreet. You know, you gotta tell her it's in your best interest. It's even worse when you're going through your girlfriend's mail, you know, open up her Packages and shit, being a good boyfriend. And uh, it's dick pills. <laughs> and they're not even in your size. That <laughs> one is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone applause break. Uh. You know, uh, I had another friend that lost his job. Uh, wasn't essential. It's because he, he got automated. His shit got automated. A robot took his job and then fucked his girlfriend. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Everything's getting automated nowadays, though. You know, you got bank tellers. Bank tellers are getting automated by ATMs. You get those guys that used to wash your wheels, dry your car off at the end of a car wash, by the big fan at the end of the car wash, you know, <sighs> all that shit, you know. Gigolos getting automated by Hitachi wands. That's the most tragic, I think. By big vibrator stealing honest American jobs. It's vibrator AI. Fucking big vibrator. Big dildo needs to step the fuck back, yo. Dick pill companies are advertising to girls, though. They are. It's nefarious. They're hoping to make it the new norm, you know? A girlfriend... When it comes time to have sex, sexy sex with her, 
She gives you the condom. She gives you the pill. Put this on. Take this. Let's have a wonderful time. You know, because men perform better on dick pills than than not. This is a, this is a true fact. You know, but this is this is not good for us men. We're about to embark on the steroid era of what used to be casual sex. You got to shut this shit down. You know, write to our congressman, Marshawn Washington. You know, big dick pill is in bed with big girlfriend. Done with it. It's shitty. It's shitty shit. Let's see what else. I don't, I don't fucking. I don't think that was it. I think that was it. You guys are so fucking awesome. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> Carol, everyone, yay, yay, and then yay. Uh, you did six and a half minutes, just so you know. Of all new stuff, pretty much almost. Uh, all right, is it Luke Moore or Pancake or Will Brown? Will Brown's in here, so let's go. Well, I'm just seeing what people are, where they are and the whatnot. It's hard to see in here. Are you, you're ready to go? Everybody put your hands together for Will Brown. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank you. Hello, hello. Oh, my God. Seriously, you're a young man. You need dick pills? I don't know how it... What's it gonna be when you're six? When you're like 45? That's like. Okay, a friend of mine. I mean, I do know a few people that are like porn star esque, and he did an injection. He's 28 years old. No, they inject a thing into your dick, so it's like that's like the porn. Like that's the next level. Yeah. He didn't need it. He was 28, and his dick was hard all the time and it was like why he was like it was like new year's i wanted to like take it up a notch and i'm like your dick's hard all the time dude it will not go down and then so he ends up at the emergency room like after the erection lasts for like 18 hours he was like okay this isn't cute anymore <laughs> yeah he went through it they have to like put a needle in your dick and the blood out to make the erection go down yeah it's i'm not even kidding this is all true but um so like just enjoy your normal youthful okay you're right my body my choice right okay i got you but um yeah is anybody uh spending more time at home like recently I know I have been <laughs> uh, binge watching RuPaul's Drag Race. If anybody's a fan, it's so good. Um, but then it just makes the rest of my life seem so boring that I have to to get through my to-do list every day. I have to like invent drag personas to get each chore done to make it more entertaining for myself. So it's like, okay, uh, I got new keys made for my apartment. Uh, mission accomplished. I am a comp Alicia Keys. Um, I, I, uh, I got it to the bank and I got my checks cashed. I'm Keisha checks. Uh, and then I have to like act it out and like, you know, uh, Ooh, uh, that door, that wobbly door. I fixed it with a screwdriver. I am the drag queen formerly known as Dora Jar. I did, I did my workout, I did my HIT workout. 
Uh, I did 30 push-ups in 30 seconds. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a, oh fuck, I'm a Wilma Titsgro. <laughs> I did it, I made it through my to-do list. Thank you, RuPaul. Giving in ways that he doesn't even know. He's not even aware of the ways that he's helping me out. Entertainment. But um, I am, I'm a heteronegative man, so. I do enjoy RuPaul, even though I'm not into the women's per se, I do love watching drag queens, I don't know why. I don't know why, I guess they're just like being their, their best selves. They're just doing what they wanna do. It's like nice to see. Uh, so I'm heteronegative, I'm also, uh, my gender pronouns are yes sir and no ma'am. So I'm a little fluid. Uh, a little history lesson for those of you guys that remember before the internets, before the interwebs, before the apps, people used to put little ads in the back of like the city paper that comes out every week. And I mean, I would just read them for pure entertainment because they scared the fuck out of me. I was like, I don't know what these things are. So where a lot of the acronyms came from, GWM, ISO, GLM, uh, Greek active, French passive. Does anybody know what that means? Anybody? Anybody? So G, GWM, I'm a GWM, gay white male. GLM, gay Latino male. ISO, you guys know that one, right? Like it's in search of. Oh my God. Okay. This set that I wrote is for an older gay male audience <laughs> than is currently in the room at the moment. But I'm a teacher. I'm willing to teach. Teacher ISO student. And then you have to use the vocabulary word right away in a sentence. Teacher ISO student. No. I'm just silly. So okay, so Greek active means your Greek is is was code word because you couldn't use all the sexy words that you want to use in the newspaper ad. So Greek active, Greek is like, you know, uh, you refer to it. Uh, Greek is anal, French is oral, not kissing. What? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're Greek active, you're a top. Okay. If you're Greek passive, you're a bottom. If you're French active, you give the blowjob. If you're French passive, <laughs> you get the blowjob. And I'm French passive unless it's a French bread pizza and then I become active again. <laughs> I'll get in there for a French bread pizza. But yeah, so a little history lesson. Um, God damn it, my Google Doc always crashes. I'm looking for millennial tech support. <laughs> and I've only got a minute left, so I don't even know what else I'm gonna say right now. I'm just gonna freestyle it. Um, oh, what was your favorite drag name? Can I do, I like to do audience participation. What was the favorite, just call it out. Compl okay, so I led with a good one. Wait, and so I fucked it up. I was gonna, I was gonna have everybody vote on the best drag name by applause, and then I'd be like, oh my God, I feel like I just won a pageant. Like the drag queens do. Okay, thank you. Hey, Will Brown, everybody. Hooray, hooray. They're 20 milligrams, so be careful. Yay! Woohoo! 
All right. There, THC, are those acronyms everybody understands? It has, it has THC, that's Thai hydrocannabinoidal whatever the fuck it is, hydrocannabidopidol. Your next comedian, he's probably on the tetrahydrocannabidopidol. <laughs> he likes, I don't know, I'm just cannabidopidus. Put your hands together for Luke Moore. <laughs> My name is Luke Moore. I'm horny. I, uh, I, I don't want to be here. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know, it's just like you get in the mood. Like you get hungry, for instance. You want to eat. You get hangry. That's where you're so hungry that you're angry. Or you're so angry that you're hungry. You know. And <laughs> you ever heard of horngry? That's where you're so, that's where you're everything. That's called, horngry, that's called bad mental health. COVID slowed down my dating life. It's a good thing, because I was getting too horny. Too horny, so horny, my dick got sunburnt. So horny. I tried to hook up with a girl with the same last name with me. <laughs> so horny, I went to Panda Express like five days in a row. <laughs> okay, horngry. So horngry. Okay. Yeah, I did try to hook up with a girl who I shared a last name with. You know, more. You make excuses when you get that horny. You're like, oh, more, that's a common last name, you know. Mandy Moore, my first celebrity crush. Sarah Moore, you know, my cousin. You, know. <laughs> you make excuses, you know. Yeah. I told my friends, guys, I'm done with the crazies. You know, I just want to get married. I told my friends that. You know. And they're like, why would you want to get married? That means only one person for the rest of your life gets to slop on your knob. You know, like that's a bad thing, you know. I tell them, you know, what if, what if getting your knob slobbed on isn't the most important thing, you know? And what if I told you I don't have a knob? I have a handle, door handle, you know? Okay. <laughs> I want some holy matrimony, though. That's the only thing that could handle my door handle is holy matrimony. If it's holy guacamole, I don't want it. If it's holy macaroni, I don't want it. Not even holy macarena. I don't even want that. You know. I want holy matrimony. I want to get married. You know. I want to like contort my body into a heart shape and like propose to somebody, you know. It sounds painful. I don't know what I want. You know, 2020, we're in the 20s. It's not all bad. Everyone's saying like, oh, it's going downhill, you know, end of the world. You know, it's not all bad, though. Like, you look around, no one plays the guitar anymore. There's no, <laughs> it's not bad, you know. You go to a park, no one's playing a guitar. And see, guitar dudes, they're extinct now, pretty much. Guitar dudes, like, used to, you had to worry about them stealing your girlfriend. So now you don't have to worry about that. 
you know, they're all old. Guitar dudes are all old. They're like, you know, like 311 has a 401k now. You know? Jimmy E. World ate the world, you know, and he has diabetes. So, third eye blind, his other two eyes are blind now. You know, glaucoma, cataracts, you name it. He's, he was blind. I don't know, man. You know, it's 2020. We know a lot now. We know a whole lot. Like, there's a thing called trans people. Okay, and we know that. There's a thing called black people, you know. <laughs> and their lives matter, right? We know this, you know. We know this. Now, I've listened extensively to Rage Against the Machine. So I agree with a trans woman's right to rage against her peen. You know, I agree. And, I, okay, look, I know I'm a white piece of shit, okay? I know. I know I'm, a, I'm cis white scum. I've been called this on the internet, okay? I know these things, you know? I don't know. You know, I know I'm, I'm a white guy. I'm not supposed to have white power, you know? But it's okay because I have white privilege, which is, like, way better. It feels great. And I also have a thing called white pleasure. Now, a lot of people don't know about white pleasure, but let me tell you, it, it feels great. It fe white pleasure is like drinking a glass of milk. It, mm, 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 it feels good, mm. Behind closed doors, white pleasure, ooh. Boy, do we enjoy it, mm. And this glass of milk is not cow milk. It's goat milk, okay? So it's not for everybody. And if you don't like goat milk, eh, we can do oat milk, you know. Take the G off. Oh, yeah. Man, I got a weird family, being white. I, I got this uncle. He's really into bestiality and necrophilia. I know, it's like, pick one, you know. <laughs> but he's like, no, I like both, you know. And he, he goes on and on, you know, my Uncle Wayne. He's like, I like necrophilia and bestiality, uh, you know. And we're like, okay, Uncle Wayne, we get it, you know. You're beating off a dead horse now, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I'll leave you on this. I got one more uncle, my uncle Ed. He's a uh, he's stuck in the 80s. You know, you know anyone like that stuck in the 80s, man. See, he's literally stuck in the 80s. Because he's a time traveler. <laughs> and he went to the 80s and his time machine broke there. And, you know, that's the last we saw of him. You know, we miss him. You know, I miss miss my Uncle Ed. You know. Thank you. Luke Moore. Good night. Yay, Luke Moore. You did a solid seven minutes, just so you know. That was amazing. Yay. Have a cookie. Have a cookie. Have a cookie. Uh, yay. Uh, so there's, like, uh, David? David, did you want to go tonight? It's, it, you're... Is your, your name's not David? Did your 
Henry, I'm sorry, Henry, did you want to go tonight? Are you okay tonight? Okay. Oh, on Monday, the workshop. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we have one last comic and then me if I decide to do my jokes, but I'm going to do them at the opening of the next show anyway, so whatever. I don't have to. Um, but uh, I, I have new jokes, too. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Pancake. Yay! Lincoln's gonna come in your mouth. Oh, no dead air, no dead air. Hi, I'm uh, Pancake. Oh, shoot. I had all this steam, but, uh, you know, pleasantries had to be made. I, I don't like being taken out of the moment. Um, this whole COVID thing is driving me nuts. Anyone else? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I really need this audience mic'd up um, when I'm performing, because the little subtle um, cracking of the lips when they uh, when they're chapped, when they smile, you know, it's just a little HDMR. Um, you guys, <coughs> I. I, I love living in America, but to a point, um, like, uh, I, I can't stand to see my fellow man, uh, struggling to, uh, roll a blunt, um, <laughs> because, uh, well, yeah, not just you, my friend, no, not just you, young man in the front row, um, there are several people who struggle, and I see them all day and night, uh, they can't split for nothing uh, with their fingers. Uh, oh, yes. Hello. Welcome. We got another another comic in the house. She might do a set. Um, I invited some people here. They're all here um, uh, on my Zoom call in my pocket. I put them on mute, but uh, they can hear me for show. And... Uh, I'm the I'm the host. So, last time I checked, there were about uh, 